Welcome to the SMY Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Bader. I hope you're all having a great day. It's report card season. In our last episode, we dived into the nuances of the report card that the Wisconsin Department of Instruction releases about schools. Today, we're talking about student report cards, specifically elementary school report cards, because they're changing. How and why would a report card change? Good question. That's what we'll talk about today. Uh, Culturally, we associate report cards with letter grades, A, A minus, B, etc. Get an A or B and you're doing well. B minus or C, there might be some issues. D's and F's indicate problems. Pretty clear markers, but not very informative. And not really how we assess uh, how elementary students are doing, uh, nor how we, uh, in in today's modern education, use report cards at all. Um, Director of Curriculum and Instruction, Christy Gajewski, is joining us today to talk about the changes South Milwaukee elementary parents will see in the language on the report cards. And and they're not really cards anymore either. Haven't been for a long time, are they? Uh, Christy, welcome back to the SMA podcast. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Um, so tell us, um, what what did we have? What were what were the report cards before this change? So for the last several years, um, the report cards haven't been letter grades. So that's not changing. We don't have the A, B, C, D, E, D, E, F, you know, A, B, C, D, F um, on the elementary report cards. That has been the same um, for several years where we um, instead are talking about student goals in terms and growth in terms of exceeds expectations, meets expectations, approaches expectations and below expectations, or it's something that's just not assessed during that particular grading period. Um, Additionally, what was the report cards used to have were these very lengthy um, narratives on how your students were doing. And it could be pretty tedious to read it all. And it also made the report card itself very, very long. Um, And what we have tried to do is try to make that uh, a little easier to read for families. Hmm. Um, You know, I have to say, I said uh, there aren't report cards anymore. I just remembered that when I was in elementary school, first and second grade, and I guess this might date me, but it literally was a card Mm -hmm. that, got sent back and that was filled in again the next semester by the teacher in letter grade form. It was so small that all they could put on there were letters really. And then I guess you would get parent teacher conference or whatever and talk about it. Um, So what, what led to the change this year? Well, part of it is that we we've been getting feedback for a couple of years that it was really hard for families and parents to understand what was going on with their kids um, just through the narratives. And, um, you know, if we think about the families who speak other languages, you know, it wasn't easily something that we could translate into another language for a home of primary home language. Um, so we wanted it to be something that was, that was much more clear, clear for the teachers and clear for the students and clear for the families. So, well, the biggest change is that we've, we've tried to align it to our state standards. And you've heard me talk about the state standards and things like that. We've talked about our state report card and things like that. That's one of the things that Ford exam that we have to take every year assesses kids on their growth on the, the state standards. And so um, we're not trying to teach to the test, but those standards are just like any, you know, any profession has a set of standards, whether it's like building code in the construction industry, education, we have standards that help us provide markers for what kids should know and be able to do at a certain time. 
Um, and so that's what we're trying to translate onto the report card is the set of specific skills that kids need to be able to do by the end of a school year um, as kind of aligning with the standards. So we're trying to get everything to kind of be in alignment. So we're not necessarily, you know, there's, there's definitely room for the fun stuff still that teachers do and the magic they make happen, especially around the holidays. Um, but there's also specific criteria that we have to follow. And that's what we're trying to put on the report cards, those big overarching skills that we know kids need to be able to grow toward by the end of the school year. And so that's what we're putting on the report card. The biggest change on the report card is one is that the skills are listed versus a very long narrative, um, especially in reading, to tell you what they're doing really well and where their areas for growth. Now it's just the list of skills. And if you'll know if it's an area of growth, if it says approaching or below expectations, and then the teachers will write some comments about some things that kids can do at home to help support those, the growth in those areas. But that's the biggest change. The biggest change right now is just in reading. Um, we're trying to make sure that is clearly aligned. And then eventually you might see uh, some adjustments and changes in life skills and writing um, and speaking and listening, those things, we've all just kind of tried to lay those out. So it's very clear what kids are working on. Um, are we, um, kind of pioneers on this or did you, are we kind of borrowing this from other districts or how, how did this come about? So I think that the South Milwaukee was on this journey when I got here about four years ago, but because of the pandemic and a variety of other reasons, it just, this report card just kind of stayed this way for a while. Um, standards aligned or evidence-based reporting is not new. Um, a lot of districts around us are moving toward that, um, especially at the elementary level. It's a lot easier to explain what kids are growing toward at the elementary level. It gets a little more complicated in middle school and high school. So we've continued more traditional grading structures there. And honestly, what the grade means is actually more important than just the letter on the grade itself or the, the letter on the report card itself. We want to make sure that our teachers understand what goes behind those grades, um, that it's about learning and growth and not just completing a set of work, a percentage of set of work. So we're working on all those things and it is not new. Um, most, a majority of the districts around us have started moving in this direction in the last seven to 10 years. Mm, okay. Um, and then, so, so you shared a, a sample with me, yeah. uh, and, and, um, and I, I guess we kind of explained this in a letter too, but there's some really interesting. Um, so there's a life skills section, which are kind of the kind of um, I guess values that we're teaching: respect, responsibility, perse perseverance. Um, a lot of it is comments. The the details come first, and then the comments come after. Yes, it looks like that's a big change. Yep. Um, and then the the. And I guess this kind of gets into assessment, right? So, you know, write some for reading or, or for writing, I'm sorry, it says writes informational text. Yeah. And so when you were saying you're aligning kind of those things, that mean that every second grade teacher would know, you know, what that means, like writes and have those same standards as to what that means yes. that they can write an informative text. Yep. Got it. Um, and uh, and then it goes through uh, kind of those language arts, right? Speaking and listening. Yeah. Um, language. Uh, I guess it's all the classes and the breakout classes that the kids have. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, we're starting to get more and more detailed in all of the different subject areas, the more and more that we identify and prioritize those big, heavy, you know, those big skills that all kids need to be able to have and be able to do. So, you know, right now, some of it is still topic based, like in math, it's like addition and subtraction. There's actually more skills than, I mean, that's just the topic. That's what they're covering. That's what they're learning is addition and subtraction, but there's a lot more skills and things like that that will eventually be listed in those areas as well. But right now we just started with our reading um, and reading language arts pieces because we wanted to make sure that we're following suit with the changes at the state level to what's expected for teaching reading and teaching literacy um, moving forward. So that was why we focused on that area first to try to make sure we're listing all those skills that it's very clear. Um, I know some of our families have been following that legislation and have been following um, you know, different pieces about our reading instruction and things like that. And we wanted to make sure that we were very clear that we are following what we're supposed to be following and that we're trying to be aligned in all four of our elementary schools with some of the approaches and the things that we're doing with our kids. Hmm. Um, and then, so we've, we've already kind of had parent teacher night, right? Yeah. So what happens after a report card comes out, right? Um, well, the, you know, you have, we, I think we, we schedule a, a report card or, uh, excuse me, the parent teacher conferences kind of halfway through. So you can kind of see where your student is at and, you know, how, how you can help push them forward um, by the time they get a report card grade. So report cards um, for elementary students will be sent electronically or available electronically. Um, I think it's the second week of December. I gotta, I can't remember the exact date, but then this usually communication goes home that says that they're ready to be viewed and you can log into Infinite Campus and see your child's grades. Um, and then at, at, at any point, you know, if you had questions about that kind of thing, you would connect with your child's teacher just to see how they're doing. Um, and then, you know, and then we just keep going and we kind of do that again, second trimester and then third trimester, we'll get the end of the year report card. Got it. So, um, yeah, so I guess parents should take away when they read this that um, it's either time, they, they should have heard a little bit if, if we're struggling to meet those expectations mm -hmm. already, but if they wanted to, this should kind of be another warning sign yeah. if it gets home. And one of the, the key things to understand about the change, especially in reading and literacy, is that a majority of the standards are met, are supposed to be met by the end of the year. So one of the things that I think growing up, we were all expected, we want A's and B's on our report card. We got rewarded for A's and B's, or at least I did, A's and B's for our report cards. But with when we're going through something that is something that is like a year long process, What's actually good is not necessarily that they're meeting the expectation by the end of the first trimester. You want them meeting or exceeding by the end of the year and approaching. Approaching is good when, when we get to this time of year. Approaching expectations is good. That means they're close and they just need to continue to practice and do the things that they're doing in class. And they should be able to kind of get over that hump by the end of the school year. So you might see a lot of approaching expectations on your child's report card and that's actually okay uh i see so it's not these aren't the standards uh for at this point in the year right. these are for the standards for the whole year where a student would be at i see i didn't know that yeah. um um and so i guess does that mean what if they exceed expectations in every category what then that, um, yeah, if that's a good question. If they're exceeding expectations in that category, that means that there's going to be an opportunity for 
um, teachers to extend the learning and push them forward and some things that might be more like for the next set of the next grade level standards, you know, so we'll, they, the teachers will work with our advanced learning coordinator and we'll often either have them in small groups with the advanced learning coordinator, or we'll sometimes also work with that teacher, that advanced learning teacher to kind of like coordinate some ideas and some stretch activities and things like that. So they can continue to exceed and that's amazing. Um, but we, the teachers differentiate enough to know that if they are exceeding at that point of the school year, then they're going to challenge them throughout the school year. I see. Um, and then, uh, so, uh, does any of this go out by paper anymore? Do people get it that um, way? It... No, we've been just primarily doing electronic um, at this point, just because it it is a lot of paper. Um, and many families have multiple children in the school. So it's much easier to log into Infinite Campus to be able to see your, your children's um, report cards that way. Um, and I would recommend that if a parent or a guardian does not have access yet, um, that they connect with the school because then they will be able to make sure that they have the codes and everything that they need to be able to log in and see the report cards. Mm. So, um, and I guess, I guess it's important from, I guess, my office and the principal's office to let people know that they're out, you know, right. that, that, that's time to look at them because yep. I know ours don't come home in the backpacks anymore either. And I know at least for my middle school, that's a good thing. Cause I'm never sure what's coming, right. what gets there, or what doesn't get there. Um, <laughs> Or you find it six weeks later, crunched up on the bottom of your child's backpack. I don't know. My kid, that was where I always found it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, I guess also uh, if, if you don't speak English mm -hmm. as your primary language at home, whatever you're looking at it and might even translate it before mm -hmm. you even get it. <clears throat> um, I don't remember if Infinite Campus has a language selection. I guess I just blow right past that. Um, yeah. when I log in, but, um, and I suppose if someone needed a translator needed to discuss in their language, they could come into one of the schools oh, and have sure. a conversation. Yeah, for sure. We would be able to, you know, utilize some of the tools that we have to help have discussions around that if there's concerns and we need um, a different language for sure. Mm -hmm. Now do all students get the same report card regardless of like if they were an ESL student yep. or, um, yeah, if they have uh, special needs or anything yeah, everybody like that. gets the same report card. Um, if your child has indicated needs through an IEP, there might the scoring might look a little different. Um, but for I mean, those are stu typically students with the most significant needs. They're actually assessed on slightly different standards than we are than a majority of our students. But everyone will get the same report card, um, and usually. At that time, if your child has a language need or has a special education need, the special education teacher or English language teacher, the ESL teacher, will also include a progress report on their specific goals. So they won't see their IEP goals, perhaps, in the report card, but they will give progress toward those goals so that you can kind of, we're trying to make sure that those are all aligned pieces as well. So the skills that they're kind of trying to work on um, in special education are going to lead to hopefully improved outcomes on the regular school report card too. Sure. And you've tried to give parents a heads up about this already, yes. right? About the changes yeah. coming. Yeah. Um, so there's a letter sent home. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, uh, Christy Gavsky, thank you for filling us in on these changes to report card. Um, I guess if anybody has questions about that, they should contact their school, um, their principal, um, or their teacher, and just ask uh, ask your questions, and we'll see if we can get those answered. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the SMA podcast. Uh, I hope you found it interesting. I did. Uh, I love the fact that we can see what the core competencies are that, that we expect our kids to be learning. Uh, and that kind of lets us be able to track kind of what the teacher is doing and making sense of the homework. So I hope that was useful. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.